Well, hey there, glad that you are here. Really, I am I always love uh, when we get together around scripture together and unpack um, the biblical text. And so uh, these sessions we've been doing in the middle part of the week are on the parables of Jesus, stories that stir the soul. And I'm looking forward to getting into one that today you may not have spent a lot of time with uh, to, to this point in time, but I uh, want to unpack it a little bit, and I think that um, you might find it beneficial. So today's parable is about uh, yeast, about yeast that's hidden, about yeast that a woman hides um, in some dough, and then it does uh, its work. And so we're going to jump into it. It's, it comes to us from Matthew chapter 13, verse 33. And if you're watching on Facebook, uh, this will be a good time to go ahead and hit the share button. And on Facebook and YouTube, go ahead and leave comments. And for those uh, who are driving to work listening on podcasts, keep your hands on the wheel and your eyes on the road. So uh, Matthew 13, 33 Uh, He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. Now, if you're like me, you would have to do the Google to find out exactly what does leaven do. I know it has something to do with bread, um, but it's kind of like, as I understand it, like the sourdough starter uh, for when people are baking uh, bread today. So you put in the leaven and it gives rise to the bread. You know, if you think about um, back in Passover, they were um, making uh, bread without leaven. Leaven in scripture is traditionally something that is not viewed favorably. And we'll come back to that in uh, just a minute. It's not that it's always viewed unfavorably. It's just that it's usually not viewed favorably. But before we get into all of that, let's just look at some of the things just right on the surface of this parable. So he told them another parable. Well, what's the parable before that? Um, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in a field. It's the smallest of all seeds, and when it's grown, it's larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree, so the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. So this small seed grows up and becomes something that other people can come and enjoy and be a part of. So this is the parable that comes on the heels of that, and it seems like it has uh, some similarities. It's not an identical twin, but it's kind of a twin parable. And one of the things that jumps out at me right uh, right off the bat is that this woman is hiding the leaven inside of the dough. So it's not something that's just kind of just thrown in there arbitrarily. There's some intentionality to it that it's hidden. Well, why would Jesus take the time to say that the woman has hidden the leaven inside of this uh, batch of dough? Jesus was um, shrouded with all kinds of expectations. People uh, were just littering upon him their own expectations of what they thought the Messiah should do, what the Christ should be about. And I think one of the things that maybe Jesus is saying here is that you have all of these expectations of what it's supposed to be like, uh, but the kingdom is actually like something that a person hides. Remember the story about treasure that's hidden in a field. And so this isn't the first time Jesus has talked about the kingdom being something that, that's like sown in there, even the parable of the sower and the seed. 
It's, it's embedded in reality as you see it. Everybody wants to go to heaven, and yet Jesus is trying to get people to wake up to the fact that the kingdom of heaven is like right here in our midst. It's hidden right in front of you. It's right in front of your face. So to me, that's an important thing to remember is that the kingdom of God, for those who are searching for it, who are seeking for it, the reign, the love, the activity of God and God's spirit, listen, it's always available to you right here and right now. So that's the first thing. It's hidden. It's right. It's hidden in plain sight. You should say in the most ordinary and normal of circumstances, what's more ordinary than bread? And so the kingdom is like a woman who has hidden bread, hidden, um, hidden leaven in some dough. And so it's in the ordinary everydayness of life where we can seek for God's reign and God's activity. So to come back to it, uh, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour. So enough uh, leaven to fill up three measures of flour. Some would say it's like three to four pounds uh, that's that's at work here. And this would feed between 100 and 150 people. So it's a great result. And, and some would say that that's because, you know, the houses back then were like, seven by seven. They weren't big houses. And so the baking was done in communal uh, setting out in the courtyard and they were baking enough for everybody to eat. Some people remember that it was what, three measures of flour that uh, that Sarai way back in the day, Abram and Sarai promised their guest when God came, uh, when the angel came, uh, three the three visitors came. Um, and so we have here kind of a callback to that. There's the activity of God. You're, you're meant to pick up on there's three measures of flour, just like it was whenever the, the messengers, the angels visited Abram and Sarai. It's an epiphany of sorts, but it certainly is a lot uh, that's going on. The thing that kept coming to me that I had to just get sorted out in my mind, I really don't know if I have, uh, because in the studies that I've done, people go on both sides with this. Is leaven something that is good or evil? Because remember, Jesus said, beware of like the, the, the yeast of the Pharisees. And so that this yeast gets in and it just goes throughout the whole thing. The teachings of the Pharisees, the small teaching gets and it just goes. Um, we have uh, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, Passover, bread without leaven uh, baked into it. So it, it isn't usual that we would think of leaven as being something that's positive. And so it could be that what Jesus is saying, uh, not that the kingdom is evil, but that the kingdom advances in places that you wouldn't ordinarily think of as good. Now, some scholars disagree on this, but it's at least worth considering with the type of people with whom Jesus hung out, the outcasts, the rebels, the prostitutes and tax collectors, the marginalized, the people of ill repute, could it be that Jesus is saying that the kingdom of heaven is going to spread in places and people that you would never expect? Well, I don't know if that's what this is saying, but I, I think that that's what Jesus shows us. It, it could be that Jesus is just trying to say that this thing of, of such small and hidden beginnings is going to permeate all around you, all throughout the ordinary everyday activities of life until it becomes something great and something big. 
But when you think about the fact that Jesus was just shrouded and littered with these expectations, do this, do that, do this, do that, and Jesus comes back and says to him, listen, the whole thing is like hidden. It, it's like I'm, I'm not running a massive PR marketing campaign here. And it encourages me that being a disciple of Jesus, it isn't my job just to go out and just just shout and you know just make a big scene and a big to do but it's in the ordinary everyday conversations where the kingdom advances as i'm playing golf with a longtime friend as i'm talking to the receptionist at the doctor's office as i'm driving through starbucks and building a rapport with people not to bait and switch them but just to be the love and the presence of god to let them see a little bit of what life is like when God has reign in a person's life. And that's what Jesus kept saying over and over again. You're not going to see the kingdom coming like with chariots and horses and like some king just being paraded, you know, on people's shoulders. No, no, no. The, the kingdom is actually going to be like buried in people's hearts. And your job is just to simply share what's in your heart. And you don't have to understand where it goes. It's not unlike a little bit of leaven that's worked into some dough and it just spreads in ways that you can't see. So your job is just to be obedient to the small nudges of the spirit in your life, to do the small works of the kingdom of God that have big impact. Well, I'm sure that I've gotten some of the details mixed up because I know nothing about baking and leaven and yeast and dough and everything else. I've done the best I can with what I have to work with, which is this thing right here. I'm pointing to my brain for people who are just listening. But the thing that picks up for me more than anything else is one, maybe the kingdom advances in places and faces that I wouldn't expect it. And two, go ahead and be okay with the small activities, uh, the small obediences, and see how that spreads in the world around you. Well, what does the parable do for you? What does it challenge you to be and to seek and to think about? Where does it convict? Where does it prod? Where does it compel you? This week, as you go about your daily activities, maybe you'll see that the kingdom is embedded in the dish soap, in the dishwater. Maybe it's embedded in the vacuuming as you do, if you're a child listening to this, do an extra chore for mom and dad. Or maybe you surprise the person that you love so much by doing a small act of kindness that they wouldn't expect and don't even tell them. Let them wonder who did this thing. You see, we don't have to go over the top. We just have to be obedient to the deep, uh, subtle messages that the Spirit is sending us in our everyday lives. Well, I hope that this has ministered to you. I hope you'll leave a comment. I hope that you'll hit the share button. And I'm looking forward to these days ahead. It's so great to be a part of Generations United Church. And I hope that you're engaging all the way to the full. I hope you're involved in a core group or a small group. I hope you're looking forward to Halloween on the Hill. And uh, we're just so excited about what God's doing uh, these days in the lives of our people. Well, God bless you, whoever you are, wherever you are. And we'll see you again very soon. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.